Welcome to another episode of Youth Vibes today. I'm Kamiwara. Well, today we have Estefanus Gruntet with us as the host who will be, who'll be leading the conversation. We also have Peace Omar and Timothy Lehman. As young Christians growing up, you want to fit into the society. That is, fit into the world. And then you want to maintain your Christianity. As you want to maintain your Christianity, you want to fit into the world, but not be like people of the world. What we'll be discussing is, we'll be talking about how to fit in without tampering with our Christianity or with our faith. Enjoy the show. So what's up, guys? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, I'm Peace Omar. And I'm Timothy Liman. And I'm Groom Ted Estefanus. I'm going to be hosting the podcast today. Today we're going to be looking at an interesting topic termed double standard. Double standard. So let me begin by asking, what do you understand by the term double standard? Please. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, double standard. Um, I think I think when when I was when um the I, I saw the topic double standard, what first came to my mind was um trying to be two different things. Okay. I don't know, trying to having 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 certain like in life definitely we have certain standards for life and mm. things we do and what what guides our decisions and the things we do. But then um when I saw the t- when I saw the terms double standards, what was came to my mind was having standards applicable in different places. Okay. So like um your standards probably outside church is different from your standards in church. Wow. That's awesome. Tim, what do you think? Well, based on internet definition for me, mm-hmm. um double standard is like a principle, a set of rules. Mm-hmm which are unfairly used towards different people or group or things like that. Mm. So like, I don't know how I can put it, child, but just based on the definition, child, like it's unfairly put on people. Mm. So maybe, I think maybe something you don't want to do, but you have to do. Mm. So I just feel, that's what I feel. Oh, wow. That's Double awesome. standard means. Now, um, before now, we used to think that... Um, the people who we say have double standards are people not in the church, are people found outside the church. But can we say we have people living double standard in the church today? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Very well. Okay. Why? Because okay, when you're talking about church, right? The church is the body of Christ, mm. right? But then the church is also the gathering of the people, the building, or should I call it the building? Mm. Not really the building, but the gathering of the people, right? Mm. That's come uh, like on routine mm. to um, serve God and everything we do in church, mm. right? And then you'd see that I can be somebody, like the way you see somebody on New Year's, like when they are doing um, countdown for New Year's Eve, and then you see some like people people clear the streets and just enter the closest church to them, mm. right? Mm. And they don't enter the ch- closest church to them, and then they just cross into the new year in the church, mm. and they got they are part of the church. Okay. For that period that they are there, they are part of the church. 
And let me not even say people that are just randomly walking from the streets, but people that you see every Sunday in church. They might be part of the church, but have double standards because um, being in the church or being part of the church does not exempt you from being a human being. Mm. So every other problem outside the church is in the church. I like to okay. believe that every other problem outside the church is in the church. Okay. Okay. Tim, what do you think? Uh, okay. What she said, actually, I'll actually go with what she said. People have double standards, in my opinion, because some people, when they come to church, they're like how most preachers always say. Mm. When you come to church, when everybody is putting on their armor of God, their, okay, I'm, since I'm in church here, yeah, let me bring my holy side. But then the moment the service is over, in fact, you see some people are not checking their time, huh, I need to go home, or I need to go watch match, or I have this thing doing outside and things like that. That is another different life. They're living outside the church. And most Christians these days want to believe that some people rather don't know that the church we're talking about is the body of Christ. Like she said, mm. what people see the church is, is the building. Mm. When you tell somebody that, oh, I'm going to church, what they just think about is, okay, you're just going to the building. But they don't see church as being the gathering of people to come and worship God. Mm. So a lot of people, even in the church that we worship, a lot of people have double standards because you can see people always saying, ah, service is too long today. Boy, me, I have things I want to go and do. Mm. Let them do and finish. Or me, there's this food I want to go and eat at home or things like that. So people are not really, in fact, most times people are not really coming to church with that. I'm coming to church kind of. I was coming to church based on, okay, it's like you must do mm. if you're a Christian. Mm. So, yeah. So you have people with double standards in the church. So are we saying that to come back home, even in EPC, we have people with double standards? Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, the next question will be that, is it okay? Now, we've established the fact that um, people come to church and they leave double standards. So, invariably, what we are saying is um, you find people come to church, give an image of sin, right? Yeah. And then go out there and do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it okay for a Christian to have a double standard? No. No. Okay. So let me hear Tim. Why? Because if you're having double standard as a Christian, for me, it's just like, I think it's the book of Corinthians that said, you can't worship two masters at once. Mm. It's like you saying, okay, since I'm coming to church, I'm worshiping God. Mm. Since I'm not in church, I can do my other normal things, which may not really be towards God. Mm. Like some people now, okay, you're coming to church because you're coming to church. Maybe you say, okay, let's say you're a drinker, for instance, because you're coming to church, you say, okay, I won't drink that morning. But immediately after I'm out of church, I can go to the bar, go and enjoy myself and things like that, which I feel the Bible is against. Mm. You shouldn't take alcohol to the point where you're drunk mm. and things like that. Mm. So that's what most people do. Because they're coming to church, they feel okay. Or not just church, any Christian function. Mm. It could be maybe not inside the church building, maybe somewhere outside. But as long as it's church related, mm. the the how they put it? They put it. They put in that Christian belief, like okay, yes, I'm coming for a church-related program. I'm a Christian. I must be godly and things like that. But the moment they're out of that place, if I even before the end, aside maybe they're making announcements. You no, know, usually announcements comes towards the ending. People are like, ah, this is about to end. Where we could go from here? Mm. Maybe we go take something here. Maybe we can do this thing here. And those things are not appealing to God because those are not the kind of things that God wants you to do. It's like you're living a double life. Mm. Because people, people will see you like, okay, since you're in church, you're this kind of good person. But then outside, 
you're a different person, just like you're pretending. Mm. So yeah, that's why I say it's not really good for Christians to have double standards. Okay, so it's it's not cool for a so, Christian to have a double standard. So Tim, you said mm-hmm. something that I think we should, um, even though it was passive, but I think mm-hmm. it's something we should. Yeah, you said okay. um, those people that probably take alcohol, that the Bible is against taking alcohol in excess and all of this. Well, you know oh, where yeah. we are now. There are people who have different views about alcohol and all of mm-hmm. those things. But to establish the fact that alcohol for our denomination is a no good area. So let's just put that aside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So mm-hmm. now um, we've established the fact that it's not okay for people to have double standards in the church, right? Mm. And we have people that still have double standards in the church. What could be the problem? What do you think is the well, problem? Well, sometimes I can say it's peer pressure. Okay. Peer pressure. Because... You could be with your friends, mm. maybe male or female. It mustn't be specific. I can't be specific, sure, because mm. some girls tend to push some of their other female friends into doing what they don't want to do. Mm. Some guys push their male friends into doing what they don't want to do. So I can say peer pressure because there's kind of times, man, maybe let's say your guys want to chill with you. Mm. Then they tell them, Kai, sorry, I can't come with you. I'm in church or I'm going to church or things like that. And then they look at you like, Kai, this guy, you too like church too much. You like to spoil our plans, things like that. Mm. But you now, because you want to impress your friends, you'll be like, okay, I better forget that child. I can do it next week. Let's just go. Mm. Another thing you're probably going to go and do is not really a Christian thing. Mm. Maybe you're just going to go and maybe like enjoy yourselves in a bar or maybe just going to do something that is not really appealing towards God. Mm. So that's my own, that's where I'm coming from, peer pressure. Sometimes mm. peer pressure really make people have double standards because they don't want to disappoint their peers. Okay. Peace. What do you think? Okay, I agree with Tim completely. But then there's also the fact that some people's view towards Christianity mm. is not what Christianity is. Mm. True. Some people view Christianity as God as a hotline mm. to only call on when you need help or to appease every Sunday so that your week will be good. Mm. right mm. so sometimes I feel as if people being someone that okay I have a lot of friends and I relate to a lot of people my age younger than me older than me I see that you see on Sunday every Sunday somebody that posts nonsense on their status <laughs> all through the week oh. we be posting happy Sunday and one Christian song <laughs> TikTok video Christian song on their status. The only one that even made me laugh was the day this guy posted it in the morning. He posted, um, thank you God for another week. What, 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 what. <laughs> and I posted one song like that. Everything, everything. I came back from church. Which guy, please? Uh, it's one you would don't you would, uh, not mention him. So that we're, not, we're not mentioning names now. <laughs> no, it's not in this church, it's not in the church. Okay, okay, okay. So he he and then in the evening, I, I don't even want to say the users name posted, but just they posted nonsense, like pure nonsense. And then I'm like, people review this status and see this is what Christianity is all about. Christianity is all about appeasing the gods on Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then walking away. So you see some people that will come to church 
dancing, everything, everything. And you still see them going back to go and do all the things they were doing. Mm. Sometimes it's not because that is what they want, but it's because that is what they believe is right. Mm. Right? So I think another thing, so we need to like focus on viewpoints. Mm. People really need to understand what Christianity entails. Mm. And that it's not just all about coming to church, singing at the top of your lungs and listening to the service and everything and then walking back home and continue what you're doing. Mm. So sometimes it's not a deliberate thing, but a confusion of... Maybe how they were brought up point. and things yes, like that. Yes, how they were brought up, what they have been seen. Sometimes you see, there was something what happened that I would think, okay, when growing up, my mother would always say that everybody in my house doesn't lie. Apart from me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's something that, yeah, I'm, so I'm still working through it's not something I'll wake up overnight because bad habits stick, mm. right? And then there was this day that I, I can't remember what it was about. And then, she, okay, I, I think it was to resume school or something. And I was just like, just tell them I'm sick. My mother carried that matter on top of her head. Mm. She said, when we were driving the car, she kept crying for a long time. She just said, Mom, I cannot believe you said that. Mm. That is all these little, little lies. Like somebody will say, when you see the child, say to them, tell the person I'm not around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but then you see, go to church, they will say, don't lie to me, but eh, these little, little ones are acceptable. Mm. So I think it's not just, um, you see, what people have learned to believe is Christianity. Okay, so in other words, you are saying that um, the perspective, our perspective about Christianity has influenced how we live our life. Yes. yes. In church. Like, mm-hmm. what I normally tell people, mm-hmm. I say Christianity these days is not a religion. You take it more like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because on Saturday, we see people who go to club in the evening and definitely what is going on in the club is not something that is appealing to God. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you see them trying to rush around maybe like one or two and saying, ah, I mean, I have to go home. Ah, why are you going home? Tomorrow is church. You know clearly that what you're doing is not it's good. Bad. But then, because, let me just put it this way. People take God for granted mm. in the mm. sense that, okay, because God said he's a forgiving God. We feel like we can do all the sin, uh, everything, everything. I will just go back to God. I will pray and God will forgive us. Mm. That's what most Christians believe. Mm. That was said it's more of a lifestyle. Because if it's a religion, if you take it as a religion, definitely you know that those kind of things are not good. Mm. You definitely abstain from those kind of things. Nothing will make you want to go to the club when you know that you have church or if you know that you're a good Christian. So, 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 so one of the reasons why people live double standards, I guess, they tell you these days that Christianity is relative. <laughs> have you heard that? I've heard this what a lot. You, what you judge Christianity to be, mm. it's different from what I feel Christianity is. So I, mean, what I haven't I heard it, so I'm glad I haven't heard it. Okay, so, so what do you think? <laughs> when, people say, when people say that Christianity is relative. And these things you mentioned actually is the reason why they live what they live because they feel I can come to church where what you think, like what you said, what Christianity is to me is different. From. So it is relativity that is actually bringing about that. So what do you think? What would you tell such a person that said Christianity is relative? And first of all, why is Christianity not relative? Can we answer that? Then we can now offer solution to the people who think Christianity is relative. This is the funniest, funniest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So I'm going to use a single point that was once a problem mm. for me. And the point is that 
I always felt like the Bible was too specific. Hmm. Right? Hmm. And why are you trying to cage my thoughts and my actions and everything I'm doing with a set of rules? Hmm. The Bible. But then it was a problem. And now, now it's becoming the answer to this. And by being the answer, I mean, when you tell me Christianity is relative, I will open my Bible and show you that when God write, when, 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 when all those writings that God has given us, he did not say maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? He did not say it depends on how you see it. Mm. He said this is this. Mm. And like his word stands, whatever mm. he says is, is it. Right? Mm. If he says, do not get drunk, <laughs> and you tell me it is relative. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I'm wondering if it's the same Bible mm. we are reading. <laughs> so it's because no, actually, people tend to listen to pastors or people that talk to them more than their Bibles. Mm. So I think that's where the clash of viewpoints even come into play. Mm. Mm. That what is in their Bible is not what they are following, but what one man of God somewhere said. Mm. Right? Mm. If what my pastor says is not in accordance to the Bible, Mm. no matter how much I reverence and respect you and your viewpoint and the things you say, I will always refer back to my Bible. Mm. Because my Bible... And you see that most of these days, right? We don't have a habit of studying God's word. Mm. Right? Mm. And that's now where all the clash of opinions will come. So we don't know God for ourselves. We don't know God for ourselves. Mm. We are out there just listening to other people that when one useless, sorry, sorry, one useless opinion comes from somewhere, mm. we just grab it because it looks like Christianity. Mm. We look for what resembles Christianity and we grab it instead of focusing on what the Bible says. Mm. So that's what that's one problem, I think. So to ask what she said, sometimes I don't know if some churches or some pastors brainwash their members. They do actually. Because <laughs> mm. I think was it some months ago there was a church I've seen in one of these Yoruba states, I think Oguna Ocean, that they were like Jesus is coming. Is it the Jesus? Not when the Jesus is coming, like people okay. are paying the pastor to go to heaven. To heaven, yes. yes. And I'm like, does that even make sense? And he camped them in his compound. Like it doesn't even make sense because <laughs> if it's like that, that means people could have been going to heaven ever yes. since. And you'll be paying your way. And you'll be paying your way to heaven. <laughs> Oh my, for not did this too. Like, like you can imagine, like a lot of people don't want to die, but they want to go to heaven. Yes, yes. Everybody is scared of going to hell because even for those who have not even read about hell, once you just hear the word hell, mm. and they be like, "Hi, if you go to hell, fire will they burn you for life." Like mm. nobody wants to imagine that. So everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die mm. because they thought they they thought of death alone makes some people like very scared. Like very, very scared. Imagine you'll be killed by slaughtering, like, or maybe you're in one building, building should collapse on top of your body. Like people don't want to imagine those kind of things. Hmm. But then I don't think you can go to heaven without going through the dying process. Only maybe if the trumpet sounds and you're still on earth at that moment. Hmm. So I don't know, like the way some pastors preach, like according to what she said again, some people don't go through their Bible. Hmm. They believe what they are pastors see hmm. because now you guys don't know where that pastor is getting his information from you guys just because he's a man of god in fact the way some people even post about their pastors they post him more than god um, hmm. seriously i don't want to call some churches for god. <laughs> you see the one who writes 
this, 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 hey, daddy is this, mommy is this, 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 like, as if... And some of those has, people disrespect their parents at home. <clears throat> like, I know a number of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why I said I don't want to even call their children Somebody will say, somebody might say, God is on top of this matter, your matter, for example. Mm. God is on, of, on top of this matter. And then person is still very skeptical. Hmm. 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 <laughs> and, but this pastor will pray for you. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm like, so now we have contract, <laughs> we now contract pastors to do certain things for us. No wonder exactly. if the pastors make mistake, we make the same mistake the pastors make. Yes. And, and for me, what you guys are saying, I really feel vehemently that one of the reasons why we live, or Christians live double standard, these mm. especially young people, mm. is because we have abused grace. True. Mm, sure. there's, there's an abuse of grace. Do you know that? There, there, I think, um, is it First Corinthians 6, verse 1? Yes, where Paul was saying, um, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he said, God forbid. Right? Now, the point, actually, grace, if we have the understanding of the concept of grace, we will not feel that Christianity is relative. Just like you mentioned, this Bible is one. There's no Bible for peace. There's no Bible for team. Mm. It's one. But you see, because we, we, our pastors, like you said, we mm. so believe in our pastors, we don't read our Bibles. And our pastors just come today, poop it, and just dish out what they feel they want us to know. So it's, it's no more about what God wants us to know. It's about what our pastor is saying we should know. Mm. And I feel that's one of the reasons why we have... But grace, I want to just explain this concept of grace. If you go to Titus 2.11, the Bible says, now grace has made... Um, he said, uh, now grace is, is made the... Um, what's, what's that? So now the grace of God has appeared to all men. He said, teaching them to say no to every form of ungodliness. Mm. Invariably, what the Bible is saying there is that grace is an empowerment empowerment for righteousness grace is an empowerment if i understand that the grace of god is what will make me live right i should not abuse it right so 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 invariably as part of the panacea maybe we have listened to too much people too much men of god no wonder when a pastor is fornicating what do you expect the members who fornicate as well. The members who fornicate. So we've, we've heard of scandals, of course, like you said, we shouldn't mm. mention church here. Mm. Right? But, but there are churches where you find that there are pastors, and that's why you have, who said mention brainwash team, right? Yeah, me. Yes. Yeah. When, when we say brainwash, actually some members have been brainwashed. That's why you are hearing that. Sorry, I'll, I'll give you points now to speak. That's why when you are even seen and you are hearing and you have, you have proofs, that mm. your pastor is sleeping around with even members of your church. Mm. You still see him like a mini god. Yes, peace. Okay. So, um, hell, like it just keeps my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. okay well, something you said, I just entered and then well, it flew out. Then again, sometimes, mm. as sad as it might sound, sometimes it might, it might not even be the pastors that mm. brainwash. Sometimes mm. the Bible itself. Like what I noticed is that these days, most Bible publishing companies hmm. don't publish the real Bible. 
Mm-hmm. That that's there, yeah. Because that there was this man that normally comes to preach. Um, what's his name? Venerable Justice Okoronko. Okoronko, yeah. There was a like a conference we had some, I think, twenty fourteen there about in Jews, where he made mention of some Bibles now that are being sold in the world. Hmm. Some of those. I don't know how they call those feminist people that their own feminist level has gone beyond the normal they feminist. They are woke. <laughs> they woke feminists. They're like, damn, they have their own Bible now, Queen James Version. Hmm. And he showed us an example. Queen James. Queen James. And he showed James. us an example of some of the passages. Every part of the Bible where he describes God as a masculine, they converted it to a feminine. Wow. Even the Lord's Prayer, our mother who art in heaven, hallowed be her name, thy kingdom. Like, so sometimes... People don't even check the Bible they get. They just read it and be like, okay, since the Bible has said this, let me do it. Hmm. But then a lot of this Bible, if I heard that one of these, let me not call their names again, <laughs> but I heard that there's this Bible provision, they are very popular. That are the same people that prints the Bible of Satan in America. Hmm. So you can see. And also, I don't want to also believe it, but they will say that this NIV translation. Hmm. And at some point, I wanted to believe it because NIV is NIV, mm. but then two NIV Bibles always have different. I don't know if anybody has noticed yes, that yes, as well. Yes, if we want to go to the theological debate, the recent mm. the recent NIVs have been adulterated. Some of the exactly. recent adult NIVs. So sometimes I don't really fully blame somebody for not knowing yeah. what she's No, reading. no, 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 no. We cannot have excuse. Okay. Do you know why? Well, we cannot have excuse. Sorry, let me before that. Let me, before I respond to that, let me just say um, I the, the scripture <laughs> I was trying to quote is not First Corinthians six one, is Romans six one. Okay. Just to clear it. So, the, one of the reason is this: if I know, I will not blame God for not knowing that Bible have been adulterated. Okay, true. That's the point. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. So God shouldn't be blamed. I should be blamed because I'm the Christian. I'm the mm. one like the Berean Christian. The Bible says that when Paul preached. Mm. They went back to search, to check, to see if truly what Paul was saying is true. So we cannot excuse ourselves for not knowing the right thing. Mm, yes, please. Yeah, I was going to say that Nigeria is a very religious country. Hmm. Like, we are the most religious country. I know. Yes. <laughs> we are very religious. I think it's as Extremely yeah. religious. Hmm. Hmm. So you see, for example... I think, okay, one of the reasons I think that is still saving us from all, um, a lot of Western values and stuff like that is the fact that our religious, not that it's a good thing, but it's, 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 it's something that stops us because somebody who's like, here, let me use the whole, um, LGBTQ. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They are in Nigeria. Yeah. But our values and, um, society, does not allow them come out and our laws laws Mm. freely. Mm. (laughs) Even if the laws were not in place, this the 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 way Nigeria is religious. The same thing I said earlier, nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to (laughs) die. Because if they bring that thing openly, like I heard of some boys in Borno State that were into all these homosexual things. And you know, Borno is a state that is mostly filled with Muslims. And I think Muslims even take that thing more seriously than even the Christians. (laughs) Christians also can just say, okay, we'll pray for you. So that they, that spirit is like, Muslims will behead you at the spot. They, they don't you. care whether you're well, the Indian enough, son. They or... do that a lot, even in Kano. Yeah. Yeah, they mm. do that a lot in some of those Islamic states. Yeah. So, as I was saying, I was like, Nigeria is a very religious country. And I, the, day, the day I realized that men 
we are extremely religious. Well, the time I was still in secondary school, I was in SS3, right? And then one of my um, seniors went and we were having a conversation. During that period, I was questioning a lot of things. Mm. You know, we always have that period in our mm. lives where we see that, wait, what is this Christianity even all about? <laughs> and at that period, I was questioning to the point of, uh, are you sure there's God? I wasn't really sure. Mm. I was like skeptical. I was like, okay, if there is, I'll continue praying. But like, if there is not, I'll not dwell What's on it too much. What's the point? Uh-huh. So, that's we're having a conversation with the guy. And then, I think we were, we have a lot of intellectual conversations with him and he was my senior. And that day we, we now started talking about Christianity. Let me not even say Christianity. Let me use religion. Mm. And he said something. He was like, I was like, sometimes I question the existence of God mm. in a whole not even just mm. Christianity. I question the existence of God. I in think everybody has gone through that mm. phase. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has gone through that phase. So like, I was like, sometimes I question the existence of God, right? And then he now said that, um, and then he just tell me, God exists. Straight to the point, but mm. God exists, right? And all, um, like everybody just pray for is that they will continue doing all the things they want to do, live their life to the fullest. Then maybe when they're around 70 years old, okay. they will now adjust their way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then you know, they will just pray to God and God forgive them. They will just adjust their ways. And he was dead serious. Hmm. <laughs> and at that point in time, you know, I didn't really think about it because hmm. later on, when I sit down and think about that statement, I realized that our mindset is completely twisted mm. completely like it's like just saying okay you'll just pray for long life that's all mm. you do all the nonsense you want to do when you're old when you know the nonsense is not appealing anymore you just give your life cry god forgive you then but you die then, in peace i don't know how people think that way because so what if you die before you reach that age now now this is the point we're still coming back to our ignorance of the scripture Exactly. If you know the Bible, you understand that the Bible says, yeah, because ye know not the word, nor the mm. power of God. You don't know scripture. You don't know. That's why you, you fall into error. Because you don't know the Bible. You don't know the scripture. You don't know what God is saying. And why? We are carried away with social media. We are carried away with WhatsApp, Facebook, enjoying life, partying. So we don't know scripture for ourselves. And that's why we cannot even defend our faith. So, it still boils down to our ignorance of scriptures. So when we say double standards, now that reminds me, I, I want for us to let's not um, neglect the fact that it's not out of place for you to come just the way you are. There's a mm. place for that. There's a place for just the way you are. A sinner, you know, whoever, dirty, we were all there. Mm. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. Now, it becomes double standard when you heard, you've been preached to, you've been ministered to, but you still want to be the way you are. God expects that for every word that comes, it should leave us transformed. Hmm. Now, another point is, if that person really understands scripture, now I'm still drawing on the fact that it's because we don't know scripture. Hmm. If that person understands scripture, he should have known that 
you living till 70 years is actually not correct. <laughs> you may not even live. Exactly. <laughs> but he, he should have understood where the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12 that serve the Lord in the days of your you. <laughs> so you could see where our problem is actually coming from ignorance. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of Christians are very ignorant about it because I'm telling you, left alone, if you ask a number of youths, why are you a Christian? Well, I was born into a Christian. Yes. 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 So, you want to tell me that if your father now should say he's not a Christian today, does that mean that you as well, you won't be a Christian? Hmm. It's like, it's going to now end up being like the reason, the reason for who you are Mm. is what keeps you (laughs) remaining down. Right? Every day you wake up. Mm. The reason you're a Christian because God died for you and God loves you. So he sent his son to die for you and yeah. he loves you. And everything is the reason you wake up every day being a Christian, right? <laughs> yeah. But then in this case, the father is the reason you you became a Christian. <laughs> exactly. So when the father con- con- converts or says he's not a Christian, he's not doing this Jesus thing anymore. What are you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why question. we should hinge our faith on conviction. Mm. Now, how can we get these convictions? Now, we are now coming to the panacea for double standards. Mm. Why we shouldn't leave double standards. So, how do we now solve the problem of double standards? Well, I will have said preach to them. But then, I don't even know. It's like, if you preach to them, enters one ear, leave the other. Because mm. times we don't number, times we don't number, have preachers come to different churches. In fact, I can say that since Christianity came to Nigeria... They've been talking about that whole preaching thing. And then it's like, it doesn't work. Hmm. Like she said earlier when we started, she was like, bad habits are something that stay. So I don't even know how I can even put it. But then it takes a lot of time for someone to just, especially the youth, for someone to just say, they want to just change. You know, but this thing we are saying, we're not even just talking about the people that don't even care to come Hmm. to church. I'm talking about people that who are even in church. In church, yeah. They are even in youth fellowship. But they come, live their life. Okay, it's time for fellowship. Now, you see, I, I want to applaud them. I want to really commend them for having mm. that temerity, the infantry, to come to church in the first place. Mm. Uh, that, that, and, and, and you know what? That means there's help. They are close to receiving that help. Mm. Right? For me, I feel... Mere coming to church is half a solution. Yeah. Agreeing to even come and listen is half a solution. A number of us were coming to church not because we had conviction. No, I gave my life to Christ. I gave my life. I was baptized. Well, not when I gave my life to Christ. Did I was baptized in 1998. Let me tell you a little story about my baptism. Do you know how I got baptized? My friends, mm. of course, I was born in the barracks. My friends were going to church for baptism class. Ah, mm. I knew what to be left out. <laughs> I had no conviction why I was doing what I was doing. But guess what? After the baptism, after I went through that class of baptism, after the baptism was when I met Christ. Mm. That was when I truly met. But in the, in the first place, I didn't have that conviction. So, so we are saying... Another way to know how not to live a double standard life mm. is to engage with fellowshipping with believers. 
Exactly. I was about to actually say that. Please, please. Peer pressure being a something that yes. can make people and peer pressure also helping. Hmm. Like for me, I don't know. I'm someone that I can I can cut friends like by the snap of a finger. Like I've lost a lot of friends because of what they believe in. I have friends that say, Oh my this God, I beg me, I don't tire. I they hmm. pray, I know they see anything. Hmm. I can't be friends with that kind of person that believes there's no God. Hmm. Because I keep on asking them, okay. Why don't you ever imagine that there is like a supernatural being somewhere watching over you? Who do you think created the trees? Who do you think did it? Mm. And they'll be like, and sometimes they feel like, like you're not even sure, but you don't believe in God, but you know that there's something up there. So that's something up there is what? Mm. So I can't be friends. I can't be friends with those kind of people. So invariably so, you're saying we should choose Yeah, choose friends. your friends. Yes. Because you cannot be going out with unbelievers when you want to be a believer and mm. you don't and you expect those unbelievers not to, not to influence mm. you to be an unbeliever as well mm. so i feel changing our friends meeting the right people in church there are a lot of people that are believers that you can go and meet and even if they're your seniors it's not a more that your friends should be in the same age group with you mm. they could be your younger ones it could be your elder ones mm. so just changing your friends changing your peers okay i feel one. can help people peace um I don't want to put the mindset of like giving up. I won't say giving up in our minds, right? But then I want us to understand that you cannot save everybody. Mm, that's right. Mm, true. You can try, mm. but you cannot save everybody. Mm. And you spoke about preaching. Mm. And you said um, when people come to preach and everything, everything. And People, those preaching are not in vain. Yeah. Some people actually find Christ because of the preaching they listen to. Mm. They were privileged to stumble upon. But then there are more people in that congregation that heard but not listened. Mm. Yes. Or listened but not understand. Mm. And they walk out of there the same way. Mm. You cannot save everybody. Mm. Sometimes it is not advisable, but sometimes experience is the best teacher. <laughs> Honestly, if God lays somebody in your hand and he says, you can help this person, then you can help him. And God will make ways for you to be able to help that person. Mm. Right? Mm. But not everybody you come your way is for you to help. Mm. Not everybody is for you to save. So we should establish the fact that we are not the Holy Spirit. You are not the yes. Holy Spirit. And we cannot do the work of the mm. Holy Spirit. We can only speak. Now, another twist to this is the fact that Christians, especially young people who know the truth, are timid. Yes. Very true. We are timid. Extremely true. Yes. When we go amongst our friends, not necessarily our peers, mm. not necessarily our friends, but our peers, and for instance, they are talking about for guys, of course, you know those gist that guys used to do. Yeah. When they are together, <laughs> how they have exploited, how they have scattered, mm. how they've done so many things and all of those things. And you, you are there mm. as a young person who has maintained some form of purity. But you keep quiet because you feel you're outnumbered. Yes, That's true. a problem. Yeah. So can we be bold enough to speak? For instance, it's not out of place. I'm a virgin to say I'm a virgin. Mm. And God has helped me. See, see how God helped me? And I tell them how he helped me. It's not out of place. But you know, after that, the problem is we feel we are going to be odd. Mm. 
True. They yes. make you feel like your strength is weakness. Mm. Yeah. In fact, this thing you said, let me tell you what some guys told me. They said I'm sick. They <laughs> <laughs> said I'm sick and I should go and see the doctor. Can you imagine? Yeah, because I have not done what they have done. Mm. So I'm sick. Now, I was bold enough to speak and say, no, I know what I'm doing. No, mm. I have conviction. But guess what? When I went back, when I was alone, I was actually asking myself questions. Am I sure I'm okay? <laughs> What's that? Is it not you, you start questioning yourself. Yeah, right. If you think am I not human? Those words, and the only thing that can take those doubts from our hearts and from our mind is the word of God. Yes. And also, I want to try and relate this peer pressure thing to what P said. Hmm. You come to church, you feel, yes, that's, there's a chance for you to be saved. But then, after hearing that thing, you say, I want to be saved. I want to meet Jesus. You still go back hmm. to those peers that are making you to stray away from Jesus. Hmm. Like, there's no way you can grow, even hmm. if you want to grow. Hmm. Because today, you're call altar call, you're on your knees, you're weeping and things like that. But then you're not looking for friends that can help you grow. You're looking mm. for friends that will still make you doubt yourself. Okay, so in closing, peace, what would you say we should do to guard against double standard? Okay. I'd say that um, personally, mm. um, if I had had the privilege to speak among people my age mm. that's we're doing things and serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Mm. I would have not had double standards, mm. right? At the beginning of my journey mm. with Christ. Mm. But I never had those people around. Mm. Not, not up until I think after I left school. Mm. So what I would say is that for whoever wants and is willing to serve God, mm. not somebody that, that is not willing in, mm. in total. Mm. Yo, you even need to start the journey. Mm. <laughs> but for somebody that is willing to serve God and wants to, okay, I have seen the life of a Christian and I envy it. Mm. Right? Mm. I want to live that kind of life. Mm. But the people I have backing me mm. will take me astray. Then on Sunday again, I realize, but wait, last Sunday, did I not say I want to serve God? What's going on? What happened during the week? Did God mm. leave me? Mm. I want to encourage you to have a constant talk and walk with God. Even if you don't have people around you, mm. always try. In that church, there are people, whatever church you are, there are people that will be able to talk to you and relate on your level. And I'll be able to encourage you. It is very hard to cut off from friends, but mm. cut off from friends. Mm. Hurt their feelings if you have to. Mm. Awesome. Hurt them. <laughs> awesome. It's your life that is at stake. It is your exactly. life that is at stake. Yes, You'd yes. not come to this world True. with them. True. You will not live with them. You'd not have the same destiny with them. So cut off from them if they are holding you back. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Peace. That's awesome. Tim, so. Well, me, I'll keep mine very simple and short. Mm. Read your Bible, no Christianity. Mm. That's awesome. Now, all we've said, I want to summarize them into three. So if you have, for instance, your, your adventure, you are listening to us and you are living a life of double standard, I'd like you to know that is a dangerous path you are treading. Mm. Um, I would say three things. First of all, just to add up to what you guys have said, please guard against 
peer pressure. Guarding against peer pressure is very, very key. Secondly, know the Bible. Mm. Know the Bible for yourself beyond what our parents have said, beyond just coming to church on Sunday and all of those things. Take time to study. Finally, get mentors. Godly mentors. See, do you know, mentors can be friends, can be our friends that very, knows more than we know. Very, very true. But adventure, you even need to get, one of the things that have helped me in my life is mentors. Godly mentors. People that have seen what you are going through. People that have gone through what you are going through. These people can put a check in your life. I'm not saying you should go and meet somebody to be policing your life. No. <laughs> but I'm saying get people who you would always come. You have problems. Can you would always to. come talk to. You have. You can share your heart. So, thank you very much, guys. It's nice talking to you. <laughs> nice talking you. to you. <laughs> I look forward to uh, seeing us again. Maybe some other time. Yeah. We'll have a better time together. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoyed this episode, continue subscribing to, to Youth Vibes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn on the notifications so that you don't miss a single episode. You can send in your feedback using the link at the end of the episode description, or you would like send us an email at youthforepc at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-T-H number 4 E-P-C at gmail.com. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced by Jesse Wazoo, also and mixed by Jesse Wazoo in collaboration with Equa Plateau Church in Youth Fellowship. Our team music was produced by Bashar Damo. Special thanks to Seth Kujim. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week.